Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hey, friends, Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our program. Well, we're praying for America. And uh, did you see President Trump's rally this past Saturday night? He was in Georgia. And did you do you have on your calendar his rallies for the next two Saturday nights? Uh, he has announced rallies for Saturday night, April 2nd, and Saturday night, April 9th. He's going to be up in Michigan on the 2nd and in North Carolina on the 9th. Both of them will be at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And you can watch them on a special, well, of course, you can watch them on Right Side Broadcasting Network, on which many of you are joining me right now. Uh, And you can also, we take the feed with Right Side's permission and air it on a special website called PresidentTrumpRallies.com. So either way, connect with not only the live rallies, but watch them. I would recommend watching them again if you have the time. You know, you watch them a second time and you get even deeper into the the message and into the stories that the president tells and into the encouragement that he gives. So PresidentTrumpRallies.com and spread the word about these rallies coming up. So last Saturday in Georgia, I want to share some of the things that he was saying, and I want to talk a little bit about these midterm elections as they are unfolding in our midst. First, though, as we always do, let's go to Scripture and pray uh, from the Psalms. I want to go to Psalm 20 tonight, and we read, The Lord answer you in time of distress. The name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary, from Zion. May he sustain you. May he remember all your offerings and graciously accept your holocaust. May he grant you what is in your heart and fulfill your every plan. May we shout for joy at your victory and raise the standards in the name of our God. The Lord grant all your requests. Now I know that the Lord has given victory to his anointed, that he has answered from his holy heaven with the strength of his victorious right hand. Some are strong in chariots, some in horses, but we are strong in the name of the Lord our God. Though they bow down and fall, yet we stand erect and firm. Lord, grant victory to the king and answer us when we call upon you. Let us pray. Lord, we do rejoice in your strength by which you protect your people, by which you have protected us from the beginning when you gave such wisdom through your Spirit to our founders to create a government like this, to create a constitution like the one we have, to articulate the principles in the Declaration of Independence. We thank you, Lord, for the vision, for the Spirit, for the wisdom. But now, Lord, we have to ask the same wisdom for ourselves because this is not a gift that just sustains itself on its own power. It must be proclaimed. It must be taught. It must be defended in every generation. Lord, we need you. We need the wisdom ourselves. We need the same kind of strength, the spirit of sacrifice that our founders were willing to embrace. We need it today, Lord, because freedom is under attack. 
Truth is under attack. Morality is under attack. And Lord God, we know that this nation, nor can any nation, survive without these things. Bless us. May we, in praying for America, find the strength to act for America. We pray through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Well, one of the ways we're acting, friends, is we are mobilizing behind President Donald Trump. He is the leader of this MAGA movement. We in the pro-life cause, uh, we see him as the president who has done more for the cause of life than anyone else. And this is what motivates us in particular to rally around him. But we're all motivated by many different issues that he has spearheaded. He has not only taken the right positions, as we say all the time, it's because of the fighting spirit with which he embraces and advances those positions. Not a matter, it's not a matter just of the mind. It's got to be of the will, the passion, the readiness to fight, the, the, the willingness to sacrifice. This counts just as much. Because we can have all the right positions and be cowardly. We can have all the right ideas and be unable to fight to defend them. We've got to have both. President Trump teaches us how to have both. Did you see his rally Saturday night in Georgia? So many important things that he stressed in that rally. Of course, stressing election integrity, one of the key issues uh, that concerns voters right now. And you know the pillars of election integrity. Five pillars. We want voter ID, first of all. Uh, who are you? You want to vote? You want to you want to pull the levers of power in America? Well, first of all, we want to know who you are and are you who you claim to be? And then part of that, a second pillar, signature verification. Does the signature that is already on the voter files match the signature that you are putting on your uh, your your ballot does it match? I mean, that's a fair question. That's a simple question. That's not a partisan question. Chain of custody. You fill out your ballot. Okay, fine. What happens to it after that? What happens to your ballot between the time that you hand it in and the elections are tallied on election night? What happens to it? Who has custody of it? And is that custody secure and transparent? What about the voter files in your state? Are they getting cleaned up? It's a basic data task. We're an organization with a mailing list. I'm sure many of you are running or are involved in organizations. You have mailing lists. One of the key things you have to do is to is to uh, keep your data clean. I could I could take our camera right now and walk right down the hallway and introduce you to people who are spending their full-time work every day working to make sure our lists are clean. And we're just a, a you know, relatively a small ministry. Uh, we got a nationwide list. We got to keep that data clean. We got a, the, the deceased people should no longer be getting mailings. People who are at a, moved from their current address should no longer be getting a mailings at that old address. Simple things like that. Duplicates. We're constantly working to get rid of duplicates. The states should be doing no less when it comes to their voter files. And finally, the fifth of these pillars of election integrity, the uh, the uh, the nonpartisan. Uh, observers, or we should say bipartisan, uh, neutral observers at the polls. People should be there with the task of watching what is happening and making sure that it is correct. 
and legal. It should be an open process. Nothing should be done in secret. Okay, so I'm mentioning these things because President Trump in in Georgia, of course, Georgia was a a, a, a big big battlefront, of course, in the uh, in the 2020 elections and the runoff elections that occurred last January. Uh, the 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 importance of 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 election integrity was highlighted in his speech. He also made it clear that, well, as we all know, the Biden uh, administration, or the Brandon administration, we should say, has been a train wreck, one train wreck after another, uh, as President Trump pointed out. A couple of key takeaways from, from what he said statistically. Inflation, greater than it has been in 40 years. You know, we used to have all these statistics coming out in the Trump administration, lowest unemployment rates in history for various segments of the population, biggest wage increases in, in, in decades, and all the comparisons that were being made with what was transpiring under the Obama administration and under the Bush administration. But now we have historic, uh, historic uh, statistics as well, except that they were in the other direction greater inflation than in 40 years. Was that something that people want? Is this something that people were voting for? Oh, I hope we can have inflation. Oh, I hope we can have gas prices that are the highest in history. In history. The president says these things in his rallies. They're very educational speeches. You get these little tidbits. Highest gas prices in, in our history. Under President Trump, they were uh, they were under two dollars a gallon. Now, five, six, seven. How high is it going to get? It's ridiculous. He talked about the uh, situation in the world today, of course, with the problem of war, the risk of worse war, and he referred to how his critics, and they are they are sick. His critics are sick. Uh, they're on some kind of, of drug. They're, you know, Trump derangement syndrome. It's a real disease. But his critics would say, oh, well, his personality is going to uh, get us into a war. And what ended up being the truth of the matter? His personality kept us out of war. First president in 40 years who didn't get America into some kind of conflict or war someplace in the world. First president of the 21st century, furthermore, under whose watch Russia didn't invade another country. The only one in the 21st century so far. And I wonder why, when it's when President Trump is out of office, that people like uh, Kim Jong-un over there in, in North Korea start launching uh, ICBMs once again. Why did he start launching these missiles again? And President Trump got control of the situation, didn't he? And he reached out to him, and, and there was a, a historic encounter, person-to-person, face-to-face. This is one of the... One of the the uh, aspects of President Trump's leadership that has brought about so much historic success 
Talk to these people. Go face to face with these people. And be tough with them. Now, under the Brandon administration, all of a sudden, these foreign leaders feel empowered to start flexing their muscle and showing their strength once again because they know that in America, what we are finding is weakness. And brothers and sisters, these midterms now give us the opportunity to change that. President Trump referred also to a slogan that has been getting a lot of good attention and on on some hats too. Uh, People are, are wearing these very, very popular hats that say three simple words. Trump was right. He was right, brothers and sisters, on all his positions and policies. This was the most pro-life president that we ever had. His positions about the judges, his his dealings with 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 other countries, the America on the world stage, uh, the military, the border, the 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 uh, the economy. In fact, he gave some advice <clears throat> that the Brandon administration would be would be well to follow. He says, you know, with this whole situation unfolding with Russia and uh, Ukraine, why don't you go into the the briefing room and say, okay, here's how America is going to deal with this. We are going to go back to the energy principles that America followed under the Trump administration. Energy independence. First time we were energy independent in a very long time under President Trump. Go back to those policies. They work. President Trump was right. And they work not only for us domestically, They have an impact, an obvious impact, internationally, even to the point of having a global security impact. Trump was right. That little hat is popular for some very good reasons. So we're going into the midterms now. We know that this is our opportunity to put up a blockade against the destructive policies of the Democrats. Policies which, again, watch the rally. PresidentTrumpRallies.com PresidentTrumpRallies.com And you can find, of course, the replays on RSBNetwork.com as well. But watch the rally speech. Because you'll see that he refers uh, uh, there again to um, uh, to all these things. And, you know, I... I Love to take notes during all these uh, speeches and tweet them out and so forth. But one of the themes that he goes back to here uh, again is that the only way to make sense of some of the things that the Democrats are doing is that you've got people in positions of power who hate America. I mean, it's sad to even have to say that. It's, it's, it's tragic to even have to imagine that. But it doesn't require imagination to see how damaging and destructive so many of the things are that are happening on the world stage and also domestically. I mean, what, what's the motivation for, for, for dissolving the southern border? Do you have no care about terrorists coming into the country? They're not just coming from Central and South America. They're coming from the Middle East. They're coming from all different parts of the world through the southern border. Terrorists are coming in. Violent people are coming in that President Trump had deported, gotten out of our community. Don't you want you? You don't want your community to be safe? Of course you do. 
So who is it that 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 that's that and what's going through their their minds when they make these decisions that essentially involve this you know dismantling the southern border it was the most secure border in our history and now it's the weakest i mean it's non-existent people just oh, come on in no that's not humanitarian when you're not making any distinction between letting people in who are going to respect the country or letting people in who are intent on destroying it that don't 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 try to give this this religious cloak to oh but these are our brothers and sisters and they're just seeking a better life and no some of them don't mean well it's not that they're seeking a better life it's that they're seeking to destroy ours we don't let those kind of people in to our country any more than you would let them into your front door you know and this is where you know the the these 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 left wing lunatics who like to talk about oh we have to let them in we have to let them in they wouldn't let them in their front door why are you going to let them into somebody else's front door they wouldn't let them onto our onto their property these violent violent gangsters and sex traffickers and 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 drug dealers are there good people coming across? Of course they are. The point is that people are not making the distinction anymore. If you have an open border, you're not making those distinctions anymore. I mean, is this really so hard to understand? So President Trump made reference to the fact that, you know, it's as though the only way you can explain some of this behavior is you've got some people pulling the levers of power who actually hate America. So this has got to stop. We've got to have America first. We've got to have a, a midterms that, again, President Trump mentioned this in this rally. I love when he says this, and, and, and he's going to say it again, and he said it Saturday night, that when you have these midterms now, it's not, we, we, we don't want to squeak by. We don't want a victory where we're going to squeak by. It has got to be such a resounding and convincing victory for the values of America, for pro-life, for pro-family, pro-freedom, pro-security. It's got to be such a resounding victory that it, it just sends a clear message to the other side. Your days are over of pushing this, this left-wing lunacy on America. It's over. That's it. And this has got to be also a turnout in these elections so overwhelming that the other side cannot overcome it by any kind of lack of election integrity. Election integrity laws that are being passed in so many states are so, so important for that reason. So are the trends good? Are they favorable? Well, let's look at it this way. You know, the House, is, of course, Senate races in the midterms, you know, connect with us at um, prolifevote.com. And we're going to be able to give you uh, seminars of various kinds and uh, prolifevote.com. So important there. We're going to look at Senate races, House races, Senate, you know, some of the places to look at in particular. We can pick up Senate seats, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Nevada, North Carolina, uh, Georgia, of course, where the president just spoke. And uh, uh, Herschel Walker there is talking about him and winning the Senate seat there. Uh, these are some of the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Arizona, these are some of the crucial uh, places uh, for Senate races, Wisconsin, 
But also now when it comes to the House races, it's less so much a, a question of what are the dynamics in that state. I mean, that comes into play. But House races are more subject to whatever the national wave happens to be, whatever the national dynamics are. And I want to point out to you that the factors, you, first of all, you have the generic ballot. That's been favoring the, the, uh, the Republicans right now. The generic ballot, in other words, generically, you ask, question, you ask people, are you more inclined to vote Republican or Democrat? So Republicans have an advantage there in the generic ballot. That's a signal. There's two other big signals. The president's approval rating and the right-wrong tracking. So a president's approval rating, if the president has a low approval rating, his party is going to do worse in the midterms. Well, the current administration has an historically low approval rating. Approximately one-third of the public approving of his uh, job performance. That's not very good at all. Just by comparison, you go back to 1994, which was Clinton's first midterm. At this point, his approval rating, by Biden's, again, is in the high 30s, right? That's low. Clinton's was 55, 55% approval rating. And yet the Democrats, his party, in the midterms lost 52 House seats. Obama, it was even worse. Now, his approval rating at this point was lower than Clinton's was in his first midterms, which was the midterms of 2010. The Obama approval uh, rating at that point was 49%. The Democrats in that election lost 63 seats in the House. Now we're in this current administration. The approval rating is down in the, in the high 30s. Does not bode well for them. So the president's approval rating is one factor. This influences the House races across the nation, no matter what's going on in the district. And then you've got the right-wrong tracking. So right now, a good three-quarters of the country, approximately, believe we're on the wrong track. Now, the, the, the one-quarter of the country that thinks we're on the right track, I don't know what kind of drugs they're taking, but it's pretty bad. It's having quite an effect on their judgment. We're not on the right track. Not by any stretch of the imagination. So, brothers and sisters, uh, these things, in other words, bode well for a Republican takeover of Congress. And uh, we've got to work as hard as we've ever worked. We can't, in politics, take anything for granted. Uh, and there's no, there's, no, there's no reason to. We've got to always work hard, earn every single vote convert and convince every single uh, voter. We've got to work hard starting now. And uh, the primary season is well underway. As you know, Texas led the way with their March 1st uh, primary. And early voting in, uh, in a couple of states' primaries is going to start next week. And then it's just going to snowball from there as more primaries begin in the month of May. ProLifeVote.com gives you an election calendar. You'll be able to see the primary dates, the early voting dates, the voter registration deadlines. Let's get involved. Let's get involved now. I want to uh, urge you to uh, check out and bookmark ProLifeVote.com. And we'll be talking more about what we provide you at that website in this week's programming.
Uh, this week, I'm actually at the uh, Heartbeat International Conference. It's a national international conference of pregnancy center directors and staff. So I'm teaching and encouraging them and praying with them and sharing information with them as well. And by the way, we're having voter registration activities there uh, and urging them to go back in their communities and through their network at the pregnancy centers do voter registration as well. So friends, thanks so much. Uh, let's let's turn to prayer now and, and, and ask the Lord's blessing on all these things that we're discussing. Father, we bless you and we praise you and we ask you to bless America uh, as we recommit ourselves to preserving this country from fanatical policies. Lord God, we, we, we think uh, uh, of your word uh, as we apply it to voting, we apply it to politics, we apply it to the news, and we lift up to you all that is happening domestically and internationally. Lord, we seem to have leaders that, that hate our country, and we ask you, Lord, to just get them out of power. Uh, inspire the voters to see what is going on and to vote out of power, those who are destroying the values on which America is built. It's really very simple. Somebody's not working for the good of America, they shouldn't be serving in public office. Change things, Lord. Enable us to change things. Give us, give us success to the work of our hands. And bless and awaken all your people in the power of your spirit. And we now pray in the words that Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, some of you are Catholic. Others of you are fellow disciples of Jesus in other denominations. But whichever... The issue of these so-called Catholics in public office, like Biden, continuing to insist on receiving communion is something that is of concern to the whole body of Christ. How do we understand this and what is our response? Priests for Life just came out with this new brochure, Pro-Abortion Catholic Politicians and Communion, 10 Things to Know. Go to prolifeproducts.org and you'll be able to order this brochure. I think you'll enjoy it, all of you who are patriots from across the body of Christ. Pro-abortion Catholic politicians and communion, 10 things to know. It's a scandal not only to the Catholic faith, but to the Christian gospel overall. Thank you for your commitment because you, on the other hand, are witnesses to the gospel and you're an inspiration to me. Spread the word about this program. Connect with me on social media at frfrankpavone. And with Right Side Broadcasting at RSB Network. And we'll see you again tomorrow. I think we have Richard Lee, we have uh, Jim Garlow, and we have Father Frank Pavone. Someplace there in the audience. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.